Hello and welcome to the latest Law Behind the Headlines podcast. My name is Keith Jones. I'm a partner in Waitman's National Disease Team. And I'm today joined by Richard Burrows, Principal Associate, also in our National Disease Team. Richard, welcome. Thanks, Keith. Now, Richard, today's topic, Will My Ham Sandwich Kill Me?, is likely to be quite a concern to a number of people, especially our colleagues who enjoy frequent trips to Greg's and their journeys into the office. Is it really true that ham and bacon are harmful to our health? As with all things, Keith, it isn't perhaps a straightforward yes or no answer, and possibly the headlines in the media have cast a somewhat extreme analysis on the research which is available on the subject. By way of the background, in February 2022, the French Parliament passed a bill to gradually reduce the use of nitrites in cured meats. This is based on evidence to suggest that nitrites are connected with a number of different cancers. Similar research has been carried out in other countries. The World Health Organization, as well as universities in the UK, US and across Europe, um, have obtained evidence to support a link between nitrite consumption from cured meats and bowel cancer, causing around 10,000 deaths per year. Well, that sounds rather serious, doesn't it? 10,000 deaths per year. So what is it about nitrates that makes them so dangerous and how do they cause these cancers? Well, um, by way of a brief science lesson, Keith, um, there are both nitrites and nitrates and both are composed of nitrogen and oxygen in different amounts. Nitrates contain more oxygen than nitrogen, and it's vice versa for nitrites. Nitrites are used to cure meats, and they give them their pink and red colour that we're used to seeing in the shops. Um, they're converted in the human body to nitric oxide, which is good, and nitrosamines, which are bad. Nitrites are therefore not entirely dangerous, and there are some health benefits attached to nitric oxide. For example, nitric oxide is linked with cardiovascular and, and meta metabolic regulation and also decreased blood pressure. Some nitrites are naturally occurring in um, fruit and vegetables. Uh, nitrosamines, however, which are the, um, the, the bad parts, um, are created by the breakdown of nitrites within the body uh, and can be formed from the frying and barbecuing of meats containing the same. Um, they are also sourced from cigarette smoking, beer consumption and drinking contaminated drinking water. It's the presence of these nitrosamines within the body that can cause cancers and genetic mutations. So with the ingestion of nitrites, there are both positives and negatives. Um, foods high in nitrites include, um, as we mentioned, ham and bacon, sausages, salamis, and um, those delightful um, processed hot dogs in tins. Uh, nitrates, on the other hand, uh, are naturally found in vegetables. They're similar to nitrites, um, and they can be added to food to enhance flavour and preserve colour. Uh, leafy vegetables have the highest level of nitrates, as does drinking water. But again, similar to nitrites, nitrates have positive and negative effects. They can help to lower the risk of heart failure, heart disease and strokes, uh, as well as offset cognitive decline. They can also improve endurance and sprint type exercises in athletes. But on the other hand, they can cause high blood pressure, colorectal cancer and gastric cancer. So the main way in which both nitrates and nitrites cause damage to humans is by their ingestion by food and water. So the more foods and drinks that someone ingests which contain high amounts of nitrites and nitrates, the more at risk they are from developing cancers and high blood pressure. Well, that's all quite concerning then, isn't it? And it's easy to come across nitrates and nitrites by the sounds of it. Um, I suspect there isn't a supermarket in the whole of the country which doesn't stock at least one of the food items that like you've mentioned that contain the highest amount of nitrites. Um, I'm just thinking if France are looking to restrict the presence of nitrates and nitrates within their foods, shouldn't we be looking to do something similar in the UK? Uh, yeah, I agree, Keith. Uh, these items are popular, so the nationwide consumption of nitrates and nitrites in the UK is, is, is likely to be significant. 
There are actually government guidelines as to how much red and processed meat someone should consume each day, uh, and that's currently set at 70 grams. Uh, the difficulty with imposing an outright ban on the use of nitrates and nitrites uh, is this would counter the health benefits of consuming um, both of these. So it's a case of moderation, uh, and the food industry is well aware of the importance of ensuring um, consumer safety. Uh, the National Pig Association uh, has confirmed that the amount of nitrite additives used in the production of British pork products are within the limits approved by the European Food Standards Agency, uh, which is reassuring. Food technology is also advanced with time as well, uh, as this is enabling food manufacturers to create the same flavours and aesthetics for food that they always have had, uh, with less of the potentially hazardous chemicals that they used to. So with bacon and ham, for example, people are so used to those being pink in colour that, that there was concern uh, in the market that prohibiting the use of nitrites and nitrates in their entirety would have resulted in a rather unattractive grey bacon, uh, which wouldn't have been very appealing to consumers. So going back to your question, uh, there is both guidance and regulations in place to educate people as to the safe limits of ingesting nitrates and nitrites, uh, as well as control the amount of these substances, substances entering our food at source, even though there isn't an outright ban. Well, I'm conscious whilst the title of this podcast is Will My Ham Sandwich Kill Me? Uh, on a serious note, I think it is, from what you've told me today, important to remember that nitrates and nitrate consumption can have particularly nasty and unpleasant consequences, it seems to me. And it seems that, do you think that nitrate and nitrate consumption would be an emerging risk and something that could in the future trigger a wave of claims? Uh, yes, I agree with you there. The, the consequences of excessive ingestion of nitrates and nitrites are, are very serious. If it is found that manufacturers have exceeded the safe limits of these within their foods, then yes, potentially action could be brought against them for failing to comply with health and safety regulations. Uh, but that would unlikely be the consumers themselves and more likely by the relevant food standards agencies. Uh, with nitrates and nitrites being found naturally in vegetables and drinking water, it would be quite difficult for individual claimants to prove that it was the ingestion of nitrates and nitrites from certain products that caused any injury that they have to develop, uh, rather than from their ingestion of the same from other potentially what are deemed healthy sources. And a further difficulty would be evidencing exactly how much of a certain food type was ingested. You know, how would you prove that a claimant ate a certain amount of ham or processed meat? Hopefully the developments in food technology will continue to reduce the harmfulness of processed meat sufficiently that the occurrences of these cancers diminish with time. This might be too little too late for those who consume products in years gone by, but let's hope that the adverse consequences are the same or minimal. An important principle to remember, and as you and I are both aware of from our handling of occupational disease claims, is that any potential defendant will only be judged by the relevant regulatory standards enforced at the time of the alleged exposure, or in this case, it will be what, what standards were in place at the time of the ingestion of nitrates and nitrites. So even if a stricter standard on what was considered to be safe consumption of these was imposed in years to come, it, will, it won't have retrospective enforceability. Uh, and therefore, so long as food manufacturers are complying with the standards expected of them today, they ought not to be exposed to too great a risk of future personal injury claims. Thanks, Richard. All very interesting, and I think at the end there, some, uh, some comfort in the fact that I can still enjoy a bacon sandwich, perhaps only in moderation in the future, though. Um, thank you all for listening. If anyone's got any questions arising into the issues we've discussed today, please feel free to contact either myself or Richard. And also, please subscribe uh, and look out for our next Law Behind the Headlines podcast, which should be out later this month. Thank you very much.